I'm Kevin. And I'm Garrett. And this is the podcast of Predator. This is horrible. This is our first podcast ever in history. And that's to be honest. Welcome back, everybody, to, to Podcast of Predator. This is Garrett. Uh, and here with me, of course, is Kevin. Yeah, so today we're going to be covering our good friend, Jesse Velez. Yeah, Jesse Velez, part of a legendary sting, by far the best, if you ask me. Also, this was the thing where they got Jeff Sokol um, a few months before, right? No, a few days before. Sorry, a few days before. You're right. Right. So, obviously, we're going to get um, just killed for Garrett saying that. But I agree. It is a very good sting. Personally, my favorite is still Kentucky. But, you know, to each their own. So, a little bit of backstory on Jesse. Jesse did appear on TV before the sting. Jesse actually appeared on TV because his store was robbed twice in one night by the same person. Yeah, I guess the cops just missed him somehow. I don't know exactly how that happens, but real bad turn of luck for Jesse here. right? He's engaged. All of a sudden, his store gets robbed twice in one night, and a few months later, winds up on Chris Hansen's show. Yeah, and uh, the store did actually go out of business after it was robbed. I guess he didn't have insurance, and now he's working at Jersey Mike's. So that's pretty much the backstory of Jesse, probably his descent into madness. Yeah, I, I like to think this is really what put him over the edge. You know? Yeah, like he wouldn't have done this if he had not been robbed twice in one night. No, his life would have been just fine if it weren't for being robbed, for sure. You can blame that guy. It should be his thing in court, actually. Yeah, should have used that as an excuse. I'm sure that would have flown over well. All right, so now that we have his backstory done, Let's talk about his chat log. So, Jesse's chat log is very graphic. Um, extremely graphic. Probably too graphic for TV. And Chris Hansen did not go over it. We'll mention why later. But he only goes over the penis picture, which is what Jesse starts out with. He yeah. starts out with a penis picture right off the bat. Right, which immediately shows his intention. Right, because obviously... When he meets Chris Hansen, they always say, oh, it's nothing sexual. Jesse clearly starts out that way. Doesn't even know the age of this person he's chatting with. He just immediately goes right into that. Which, by the way, for anyone listening, pro tips on uh, these apps. Never send a picture of your penis to start out a conversation. Not only will you not get responses, but I think it might be illegal. I'm very certain it's illegal, actually. Yeah, that's... Exposure, for sure. And then um, even after the age is established, which happens very shortly after the penis pick, right? Yeah, he keeps going. Right. He says, can I blank you? Little Chris Hansen joke there. Um, really hard. And he also says, like, he asks for nude pictures. He, says, he asks for other pictures because the decoy says, I won't give nude pictures because I got suspended for doing that. And... Jesse also, interestingly enough, lies about his age. He says he's 25. He's 28. Why do you lie about that? Yeah, it's only a few years difference, and you're still talking to someone you know is underage. It doesn't make a difference. Also, I'm glad you mentioned the suspension because that's important because that uh, is the decoy ensuring that Jesse Velez does, in fact, know this kid is in school. Yeah. This is an underage kid. So, I mean, he the decoy plays it off very well. Um, it's also worth knowing that Jesse actually lives in Fairfield, Connecticut, close within a few miles of the decoy. Yeah. And he mentions that in the chat log. Yeah. A lot of these guys, they travel, you know, hours to see these guys. 
but not in Jesse Velez's case. He at least was from like the same town, city, whatever. So pretty much, you might think I'm drawing a blank here, but that's pretty much all there is to Jesse Velez's jet log. It's extremely sexual. They set up a meeting date. Jesse's not paranoid at all, really, about this being a setup. And it's only 209 lines from yeah. between both people. Yeah, before Jesse actually gets there, he seems entirely certain that this is all real and that he's going to meet a 13-year-old boy. It doesn't seem like there's a doubt in his mind given the chat log. So, I unfortunately, we can't spend that much time on the chat log because there just isn't that much to go over unless I read it for verbatim, you know. So, now let's dive into what everyone knows Jesse for. Because to be honest... If Jesse had just done a chat log, he would have just been another irredeemable predator. But his confrontation with Chris Hansen put him into the predator atmosphere, stratosphere, to be a legend. Oh, yeah. And honestly. It's like the Hall of Fame of Predators. This was in his induction ceremony. Right? Yeah, like, dude, like his, his confrontation is really what everyone knows him by. So, first of all, let's address the very large balding elephant in the room, Jesse's fashion. Yeah, his uh, his fashion sense, right? He, he thinks he's meeting a date. A date. And he goes in his uh, Jurassic Park t-shirt and bright orange shorts. That's not exactly the style I'd choose, you know? Yeah, I mean, dude, like, he, maybe he was trying to appeal to a 13-year-old. Maybe he was like, oh, 13-year-olds like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I mean, obviously that's not the, the main issue here. But at the same time, it does look like he rolled out of bed to meet what he thought was a date. Yeah, so, I mean, regardless, clearly he also ranks up there with Predator fashion choices. He's up there with Dan Allen and, of course, Don Morrison. Yeah, I can't forget those guys. So, the decoy looks very old. And even Jesse, who wasn't suspicious at all in the chat log, is very suspicious. Yeah, you can really tell, like, as soon as you see him on screen, uh, that he, he kind of knows something's up. Which, in my mind, makes this even more stupid because, like, he he knows that this decoy is clearly older than 13. And he still goes into the house with him. Yeah. And there is actually a very good reason behind why the decoy looks old. Chris Hansen actually addresses it on his podcast, which I would check out. It's very good. Um, but he says they did not have anybody. I think the decoy, like, flaked out or something. And they actually got a police cadet. To um to be the decoy. That's the reason why he looks like that and acts like he has no experience in acting because he does not. Yeah, so I mean, I guess props to the decoy here for for this being an on the fly type thing. He did pretty well, I guess. It's just the real issue is he looks like a, a an army marine, uh, you know, like twenty some years old. He, you know, he's got the like nice five o'clock shadow going. Yeah, yeah. Receiving hairline starting. No, there's no way this kid is thirteen. And yet Jesse, like I said, still follows him into the house. Well, I just think he wants this confrontation or not confrontation, this interaction with this young kid to be so to be real so bad. He's willing to let go of all these red flags and just throw caution to the wind. Yeah, either that or he just really wanted to meet Chris Hansen. I don't know. But yeah, it's just ridiculous. You I mean, don't Hey, I'd do some crazy things to miss Chris Hansen myself. Yeah, you know what? That's true. If I was really that desperate to meet Chris Hansen, I suppose I'd, I'd go <laughs> Of course we are joking. So, um, he asks the decoy for his ID immediately. 
And of course, Decoy says, my mom keeps that in her purse. Yeah. So again, this shows that he thinks the guy is an adult, right? Like little kids don't carry around an ID. 13 year old does not have an ID to carry around with him. Jesse knows that something's up and still he decides to stay there. So beyond that, then, of course, there were a few other great quotes from his interaction. Where'd your parents go? They went away. Yeah, it doesn't specify where they went. Just, they went away. I murdered them. Yeah, they're, you know, off in another dimension. They floated away. <laughs> yeah, like the rapture happened. So, yeah, yeah. so then there was, of course, Netflix, Chell. Yeah, yeah. Throwing out all the different suggestions for date ideas, I guess. And the granddaddy of them all. Garrett, say it with me. Me, my mommy, and my daddy. I didn't say it with you, but yeah, I knew where you were going with it. Yeah. Um, clearly, the decoy is kind of realizing Jesse knows he's not 13. And I think he's trying to oversell it with that line. It delivers me, I mean, my da- mommy, and my daddy. I mean, you're 13, not five. Yeah, I don't think any 13-year-old talks like that. And again, decoy is trying to oversell it. But again, he's putting his heart into it, and he didn't have a lot to work with. So, I mean, yeah, I feel kind of bad for him, actually, because of all the ridicule he gets. He's just a cadet. I mean, he did not sign up for this. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't feel too bad because he did get to be on TV. He's kind of famous, in a way, I guess, for this thing. So, um, of course, after all that, Chris Hansen comes out because Chris Hansen kind of realizes this is horrible. <laughs> Yeah, he knows this is not going anywhere with the decoy, so. So, you know, then Chris Hansen, of course, did not read the chat log. He um, he actually mentioned that, too, in his podcast about Jesse Velez. He, uh, he just saw there was a penis picture. In fact, he even calls Jesse Jose because as far as Jesse goes by Jose in the chat log. So he never actually learned Jesse's name. So Jesse must be smiling inside. He must be like, wow, this guy didn't actually read the chat log. I might be able to get out of this. Which does lend some credence to why he was less, you know, like defensive and more like uh, like, ex- like explaining himself, you know? Yeah, I think that might be giving a little too much credit to Jesse, though, personally. I don't think he's that smart. Uh, I just really think he thought he could somehow get out of this. And... uh Again, obviously, very obviously sexually charged chat log. He was not getting out of this. There's no way. Right. So after that, Chris Hansen says, you know, obviously you sent a picture of your penis to this 13-year-old. He shows him the penis picture and he says, ooh, is right. (laughs) Because he goes, ooh, I didn't even know I sent that. And, you know, Obviously, this is actually kind of misleading because Jesse did not know the age. Like I said, still very illegal, but probably illegal, I mean. But, like, Jesse didn't know he was sending it to a minor at first. Yeah, that's true. When he sent the picture, he didn't know. But, again, he learned very, very quickly afterwards. So, uh, you know, any intelligent person would have stopped the confrontation there. They would have just been like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were underage. I'm out. So... Jesse has a lot of great lines, but he kind of does it from a fumbling standpoint. He just kind of fumbles around with his words and is like, like, for example, he says, instead of I've never done this before, I've never met a 13 year old before. He says, I've never walked in nobody's house before. This is the first time ever in history. Honest to death. 
Yeah, yeah. Clearly very, very nervous, which I mean, obviously, yeah, anyone should be nervous in that situation. Which I said this to a friend of mine. Chris Hansen shows him a penis picture. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if someone showed me a picture of my penis and I did nothing wrong, I would want answers. I'd be like, why do you have a picture of that? Why Why are you showing it to me? Who are you? You know, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I didn't mean to send that. Like, you'd be very angry. Yeah, no. And instead of being angry, he's just like, oh, whoops, that was an accident. Definitely. Yeah. And Chris Hansen kind of hones in on it, but. Chris Hansen's really only two talking points are he sent a penis picture and his number grinder is four. Yeah, and I mean, really, that's all he needs to go over because that's enough to to get Jesse right there. But um, that is a lot of their confrontation is just going over those two points. Yeah. Justin Lee openly lies, of course, because Chris Hansen really has nothing to – he doesn't have a chat log. He, doesn't, he says nothing sexual, ordinary. So – you know, obviously that's another great quote that should be on a t-shirt. Yeah. Again, an example of Jesse slipping up because he's nervous. So, Jesse also says repeatedly, I just find it entertaining. We sit down, we conversate. Yeah. Um, there's also that point where he mentions his, his porch for some reason. His porch and his neighbors. And they like to meet there and not do drugs, apparently. He, he brings no, up no. drugs. No, he says, uh, he says, we have friends 13 to 40. We all hang out with them. No drugs involved. No one does any drugs. Now, yeah. Then the porch story was his neighbors. Oh, right. Of course. I'm sorry. Yeah. But about the drugs, like, no one brought up drugs until Jesse brought it up. Chris Hansen wasn't asking him about drugs. Jesse just all of a sudden decided to bring that up very casually, you know. Uh, I... I can only assume because they definitely did do drugs. Like, it, yeah. So why would you bring that up? Obviously, Jesse is nervous. His back's against the wall. You know, all I can really do is try to say nothing sexual was going to happen. And, you know, then, of course, inevitably, the crucifixion happens. And... The cameramen come out. Jesse Velez fails to explain himself properly to Chris. To be honest, I mean, there's nothing you could say to the pedo slayer at this point in time that's going to convince him that you're not. If you walk into that sting house, he just trusts the police as seen. He doesn't even need the chat log to see that you're clearly a piece of work. Yeah, no, I mean, he's obviously screwed. But that's the interesting thing is that I think throughout this whole thing, Jesse still thinks he's getting out of it. Like, even thanks Chris Hansen before leaving. Yeah, so we get another great quote. We get, do you live alone? No, I live with my three dogs. Yeah, like, I'm not. Uh, that's not what he was asking you, buddy. He doesn't care about your dogs. Also, you're engaged. Now, he does hide his ring finger the entire time. Many people have pointed this out. And I do wonder why he hides the engagement ring. Is it possible he knew? He knew that this was not only wrong from a legal standpoint, but also wrong because he had, you know, he's engaged. Yeah, I think obviously he knew that and he was probably embarrassed about it. So, so Jesse says he doesn't put himself out like out there like that, and he's not looking for sex. He's using Grinder as like I don't know Facebook or whatever. And as you do, of course. <laughs> like I use Tinder as Facebook. Like I just do it just to conversate, you know, just to make friends, you know. Yeah. So clearly, Jesse doesn't 
want to get clearly Jesse only had sexual intentions. I mean, he sent a penis picture. Like, what was that? Just like, just Josh and your bro. Yeah. No, just a prank, you know, as you do. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous that he ever thought that would work. That excuse. So cameraman come out. Jesse tries to hide his face, but his arm actually gets tired in a rather comedic moment. Yeah. He sort of just puts his arm down, but also even before that, he didn't do a good job hiding his face. There were cameras all around him. And he could have at least put both hands up, and instead he just had the, the one up, as if that was going to do anything. Um, and then another thing I love about when the camera people come up is he immediately says, like, oh, I don't want to talk anymore. Then he goes on for the next five, ten minutes almost, continuing to talk and just digging the hole deeper. Yeah. And – uh he continues to just ramble, basically. I mean, he's just like, if because if it was to that standard, I would have said that. You know, just like just one of the many quotes, honestly. I mean, so thing is, Jesse then comes out and says, thank you for this extra experience. Yeah, whatever that means, I don't know. Extra experience, I don't get it. But again, he, he thanks Chris Hansen. He thinks... At least I assume that at this point he is getting off the hook. You know, this this camera crew, they're all just there for a prank or something. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to his mind. But then after that, he says, what's the lesson here, Jose? Chris Hansen does. Because, you know, he still doesn't know Jesse's name. But um, he, like, he treats this like it's Sesame Street. Like, like. Oh, you naughty guy! Like, like, like it's like like one of those like villains from Sesame Street who I don't know. I guess stole Cookie Monster's cookies. Like that's how he's treating this. Yeah, and then when they get caught, they learn their lesson. Everybody gives a big hug, and you know. Yeah, Jesse, this isn't that show. Yeah, no, Jesse, you're screwed. You're going to jail, buddy. Like, it's so just, it's ridiculous. So Jesse walks out after giving the moral lesson, <laughs> and. uh of course, saying that he's thankful for this extra experience. Yeah, and well, before we move on, he also got the lesson wrong. Remember? He oh said, yeah. Like the lesson is don't walk into nobody's house, and that's to be honest, or something along. Yeah, the lesson lines. is don't molest people. Yeah, the lesson is not don't walk into somebody's house if you don't know them. The lesson is don't talk to kids online. Well, yeah, don't do that either. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not know. the lesson here. Yeah, clearly. You got it wrong. Then he like invokes the Bible. He's like, do, like do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Something like that. Yeah. He, Truly the prophet Jesse. Yeah. He's really trying to make himself look like a better person. And like, he's learned his lesson, you know, and he'll never do this again. This was the first and last time ever in history. Okay. So Jesse gets arrested. He's unsure why he gets arrested. He asks, am I under arrest? No, we're just handcuffing you for no reason. Yeah, no, that's, I love that part. Am I under arrest? Now, clearly, he knows why he's getting arrested. At least if he has any sort of brain cells left, he knows. But, you know, he's, he's got to play the innocent guy, right? So, am I getting arrested? Yeah, you're getting arrested. You're gone. Apparently, it's not been released, but he does continue to try to explain himself in the car. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I would love to see that footage. Yeah. Well, I think they did at least show a small clip of it. Um, on the original broadcast for the for the episode. I don't remember exactly what he said. Yeah, a small clip. He's like, I wasn't going to do anything. This is the first time ever in history. Yeah, basically just more rambling, I think. And, you know, same old stuff. He's never done this before. He never would, you know. 
So then we get to the interrogation. Jesse admits to nothing. He still says that the only mistake he made was he talked to a minor. Yeah, because he just said hello to a minor. That's that was the mistake that he made. Yeah, no, no. Anytime you see a minor, you got to run the other way. You can't even say hi. Yeah, I mean, for all you with, um, for all you teachers out there, anyone with siblings, sorry, you're screwed. Yeah, don't even speak to them. Don't even look at them. Run the other way. No, clearly, Jesse knows what he's done, and the police know as well. They're not idiots. It's obvious that he, again, he sent a penis pic right off the bat to this kid. Whether he knew it was a kid or not at the time doesn't matter. Now, interestingly enough. Jesse's interrogator or interrogatress, I don't know. Um, but she was the same interrogator that John Dupay got and Joshua Cologne, but she was alone this time. Yeah. So clearly she's had, or I don't know, was this before or after those guys? Uh, I'm not entirely sure actually. Right. Well, anyways, at some point she has lots of experience with the TCAP predators. But the big thing I take away from it is she's a very attractive woman. Is she? I don't and, um, well, for her age, of course, but okay. she's about the same age as Jesse Velez. You know, she's not like a college student, let me put it that way. But so, but usually they bring him in for like John Dupay, who obviously doesn't have any experience with women. And of course, Joshua Clone, same thing. But, you know, Jesse Velez, this wouldn't affect him at all. So I really don't know why they didn't choose one of them for the male cops. I mean, she was probably just good at her job. I doubt that she was just there for eye candy. No, no, no. That's not. That's not what I'm trying to say. Um, they actually do that as a subtle, like, manipulation tactic. Yeah, no, it is like a genuine tactic. But she was also probably just good at her job. Uh, yeah, she is actually very good. She's good at playing a nice cop. Yeah, yeah. So and she does it well. Yeah. So Jesse also gets toilet paper uh, instead of tissues. Yeah, I, I really noticed that just for the first time uh, today rewatching it. They don't even bother giving me an actual box of tissues. I don't know how standard that is, but it's literally just a toilet paper roll. Yeah, I mean, they're just a piece of crap. <laughs> wow, that, that was great. But yeah, um, <laughs> clearly, um, I mean, they're not that concerned with what he's going to wipe his tears with. Like, it doesn't matter, but it's just funny. Yeah, so Jesse then lawyers up. Probably realizes he's screwed, and um, he goes to jail for the weekend. Now, that's pretty much the end of it. Jesse's interrogation doesn't have a whole lot, um, you know, a whole lot of substance. It's really just him denying it. But in between trials, Jesse actually made a Facebook post. Now, how he did this, I'm not sure. Typically, the stipulation is you can't use social media when, you've, when you're have when you on bond for a sex crime, but he did. Jesse apologizes and says, um, he says, and I quote, I have forgiven myself. Why can't everyone just move on? Yeah. Like, excuse us, Jesse, for not moving on. You haven't even been to trial yet. Yeah, like, you haven't even pled guilty yet. At least wait till you've, you know, served your sentence, then we can move on, you know? But, uh, I don't know. I guess good for him, forgiving himself, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of consolation for when he does jail time. He can think about that. He actually admits to the crime in his post, you know? So, what was all that with Chris Hansen? Yeah, no, he, he kind of drops the act after the interrogation. I think he knows he's screwed. Again, because why wouldn't he be? It's very obvious. 
So Jesse pleads guilty to the crime and gets a five-year suspended sentence, suspended after two years, to end ten years as a sex offender. Right, right, yeah. Probably a little bit too light, to be to be honest. Yeah, and that's to be honest, yeah. <laughs> no, but... Um, I'm just being honest. Thank you for that. Uh, that was Dustin McFetridge, right? Yeah. Okay. During yeah. his interrogation. We'll get to him eventually, too. Can't wait for that episode. But, yeah, no, um, I'm assuming Jesse was a first-time offender, which is why he got a lighter sentence. But, uh, yeah, I think they definitely could have given him more, probably. Probably should have. Now, then there's some post-release uh, activity on Jesse's part. First of all, Jesse's a lot thinner now than he was. His laser photo actually reflects that. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he did get his life together. I don't I don't know anything about his personal life, but as far as we do know, uh, he hasn't been back to jail, right? Well, he was arrested oh. for violating probation, but he was acquitted. Okay, so you know, violating pr- probation isn't as bad as trying to meet kids online, at least, I guess. So, you know, that's something. I mean, he could have gone back to prison for another three years had he been found guilty of that. So, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah, no, that was that was stupid of him. But, you know, at least he's avoided the same type of crime, it seems, as far as we know. So, yeah. Jesse, obviously one of the more memorable predators. The second honest predator. Um, and, of course, one of the many legendary predators from that legendary sting. This is the podcast predator, and we are accepting requests through our um, Instagram and Twitter, which you can find through our the link in our description. And we actually already got a request for next episode. I can't tell you who it is, but let me just say, next predator had no intentions with nothing. Yeah. Oh, and uh, also, thank you so much for all the constructive criticism. We really do appreciate it, and uh, we'll see you next time. And this is out.